Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today, we're going to be breaking down this past weekend's absolute thrashing of Virginia. And then we're going to be getting into this weekend's matchup against Georgia Tech. Obviously, the way the game worked out last week was entirely in our favor. Um, you never wish injury on anyone, but after going back and listening to last week's episode, you know, I talked a lot about uh, Brandon Armstrong, and he didn't even get an opportunity to play. And Virginia, who came into this game with the highest scoring offense in the FBS level, just could not get anything going. And the way it worked out was, I, you know, the second game in a row, our defense held the opponent out of the end zone. The final score was 28-3. to I was really thinking that we were going to get a shutout, but uh, Virginia ended up kicking a sad field goal late, which you just never want to see that zero next to your name. So I guess I get, but I don't know. I, I'm not like disappointed. I, I would have liked to see what that game would have been with Brendan Armstrong because he's an absolute game changer. But without him, as you all saw, there was never a chance. Uh, the way that Kyron Williams was running the football with peer authority week, you know, for another week in a row. Uh, he didn't get over 100 yards, but they didn't really use him a lot in the second half. And, of course, you know, Logan Diggs hurdled a man that was six foot two. So everybody got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of targets, a little bit of the carries. Lorenzo Styles had a nice 37-yard carry. We saw a lot more of Chris Tyree than we're accustomed to. He had six carries, averaged five yards a pop. A really, really good game for Michael Meyer. Uh, situationally, and, and two, he was able to statistically rack up some good numbers. Seven for 84 with a touchdown. My guy, uh, my favorite receiver on the team, If for those of you that follow us on Twitter at least, will know this, but Kevin Austin has really come into his own this season. He was able to haul in a touchdown as well. And then Braden Lindsay, he got a touchdown as well. So it was a great game. Uh, from our standpoint, we did what we were supposed to do. It was a really loud environment at Virginia. They they had a whiteout, I believe it was, or something like that. Like, there was a lot of people there for, you know, well, it is Notre Dame, I guess, so I shouldn't be surprised by that. But there was a lot of people in the crowd. Uh, Jack Cohn looked really good. And the way I look at it is, is you're 1-0 this last week, um, and, you, and you move up. You move up one spot in the college football playoff. We're at the eighth spot. A lot of what we're going to talk about over the next few weeks doesn't necessarily have to do with us because I'm going to be completely honest with you. As someone who's seen Georgia Tech week in and week out, I watched pretty much their whole game last week waiting for our game to start. Uh, Boston College was their opponent, former quarterback or former Notre Dame quarterback Phil Jakovic absolutely ripped them to shreds, but there's a lot of big matchups coming down the stretch in college football. So before we get into Georgia Tech and before we get into the matchup uh, this upcoming week, offensively, player of the game, I'm going to have to give it to, I'm going to go Michael Meyer because this was like his first real, I guess you would say statistically good performance from him uh, since his injury. He didn't have as many targets the last few weeks. 
and he wasn't as involved in the offense as he was this week. So it was great to see him get his targets up, get in the end zone. He averaged 12 yards a pop. So always going to expect great things from that guy, and he will obviously be playing on Sundays. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to have to go with Bo Bauer. Uh, Bo Bauer had four tackles, five assists, so nine total, and a sack and a half. Bo Bauer has been someone that throughout the years here at Notre Dame has been a special teams guy, has been a, um, an energy guy, has been someone that may not necessarily be the best player at all times, but he's always going to give you his best effort. And we saw that out there on Saturday. And Bo Bauer may not be, you know, an NFL caliber linebacker, but Bo Bauer is someone that I'm proud to say went to Notre Dame and gave us everything he had during his time here. Uh, the way I look at it is we move on to the next week. We found a way to get this done. I anticipated it probably would have been more along the lines of like 31 to 13 or, or 31 to 17 had Brendan Armstrong, or Brendan Armstrong played, but he obviously didn't get an opportunity to do that. And you guys all saw the result. Special teams, no MVP this week. There was no field goal attempts and nothing really going in the kick return game. So we'll move on from that. But before we get into Georgia Tech, which will be the matchup that we have this week, we should know some of the other matchups that are going on in college football this week. So for starters, number three, Oregon, is going to be playing against Utah. That game is going to probably be the latest of all the good games. That game starts at 630. Um We'll go backwards down the schedule since I started with the last one. Um, Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati against SMU, that has a lot of conference implications. Uh, SMU would obviously need to win that game. If they want to have any hope of trying to get to the American Conference, and what a win that would be against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has not looked great offensively. Their defense has been winning them football games the last few weeks. So we'll see what team we see out there on Saturday, but if they're slow offensively, SMU has the type of offense with Tanner Mordecai to really put up points on anybody that they want. The next matchup, SEC. Alabama is hosting Arkansas. This game's at 2.30. Starts about an hour after our game. And Arkansas is a good team. I don't think they're, I don't think they're good enough to beat Alabama, but let's hope that they can find a way to get it done out there on Saturday. That would be phenomenal for our chances to get into the college football playoff. Here's another big one. Uh, this is a de facto elimination game. Ohio State against Michigan State. Michigan State is going to be on the road at 11 a.m. It's going to be Michigan State versus Ohio State. 11 a.m. ABC. Ohio State is 20-point favorites in this game. I might be pounding Michigan State's spread. That just uh, seems like too high of a number, but – Michigan State can find a way to win this game. They're right back in the playoff conversation. This is the one game of the games that I've mentioned so far that if Michigan State does win, they're probably right back in the college football playoff conversation. So if there's one that we want the least, even though we want all the chaos, you want Oregon to lose, we want Alabama to lose, we want Ohio State to lose – that would probably be the one that would least affect us, I guess you would say. If Oregon loses, they're eliminated. And if Cincinnati loses, no matter who it's against, since they're in 
a lower level conference, they're going to be eliminated as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we start, we have a kickoff one thirty this week at home hosting Georgia tech. Um, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I've seen a lot of Georgia tech this season. Uh, I saw them week one against my NIU Huskies who wrapped up the Mac West yesterday. So I've already had a very, uh, fun week of college football and I'm getting this to you guys on Thursday. I wanted to wait till after the poll and then so busy with, uh, with NIU stuff and work yesterday and today that I wasn't able to get this done. So I'm recording this Thursday night. This will be ready for you guys Friday morning, Saturday morning, pop this on in your commute or whatever, you know, your tailgate, get, get ready for the game. But this is a game that we're going to win. There's no doubt in my mind that we're going to win this game. It's just a question of by how many. Notre Dame is a 17-point favorite going into this game. Uh, from what I saw last week, I do know that Jeff Sims was not playing for Georgia Tech. Jeff Sims is their starting quarterback. So they looked to – I think he's a sophomore. I could be wrong. Sophomore quarterback, Jordan Yates. Oh, he's a freshman. Wow. He's not bad. I mean, he's not terrible. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but he's young. So – can definitely be taken advantage of one player that really caught my eye when I watched Northern play them. And then the other games from Georgia tech that I've seen this season, their running back also returns their kicks and punts. Jameer Gibbs, absolute problem. I do think that is a guy that is capable of playing on Sundays, 687 rushing yards, 469 receiving yards. He's really quick. He has a low center of gravity. He's hard to bring down. He's like a, almost like a, a bowling ball, if you will. Uh, he's 5'11", 200 pounds, also a freshman. So you can only imagine what type of game he's going to want to have against the Notre Dame. So we'll see how it plays out out there on Saturday. But this game right here is a game that you don't want to get anybody hurt. You know you're going to win going into it run some stuff that you may want to use down the stretch in the postseason, whether it's a new year's six or a, a power or a, or a college football playoff game, but don't, don't overdo it. These last two weeks, I know it's senior night. So obviously we're going to get some of the seniors in that don't normally get some playing time, but I think it's the perfect opponent to have a game for senior night. If it was a game where, you know, if we were playing Cincinnati this week or something, I don't know. <laughs> how uh, lenient Brian Kelly would be on putting in some of those those uh, bench players or the deaf guys. But senior night is a experience that I wish every college fan would go to at least once during their uh, fanhood. I went a few years back for the Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, Chris Fink class. And it's sad because, you know, college football and college athletics in general – you know, no matter what, that you're only going to have these people for like four or five years, maybe six with the with the COVID extra year stuff that's been going on right now. But you just know it's the end of the road and you know it's the last home game they're going to have. And I can anticipate that we're going to try to win with some style points this week. Brian Kelly is not accepting a uh, a close victory against Georgia Tech. I think that this is a game that we grab by the horns early, take control. We take like a 14, 17-point lead into the half, and the rest is history. But 
from a senior standpoint, you want to see those guys that, you know, maybe they were never the star or ever the best player at their position, but every person on that roster has a purpose. Every person on that roster helps out in some capacity on scout team, compete team, helps the starters get a better look. The program is in a phenomenal spot. And we've been to the college football playoff two times in the last three years. This would be three times in four years if we're able to go this year. And regardless, I don't see us losing either of our last two games. So no matter what, we're going to end up playing a top 10 or a top 12 team in a bowl game. And that's if we don't go to the college football playoff. If we do go to the college football playoff, we will probably slide in at the four seed at best. So we will get the best team in the country. And right now that's Georgia. We'll see what happens. But this Saturday, um, I want to see Notre Dame football. I want to see a rushing attack. I want to see, you know, calculated risks and calculated shots taken down the field. But we don't have to, uh, to tip our full hat to win this game. We don't need our whole playbook. We don't even need our whole roster. If there's guys that are battling small injuries or, or uh, you know, dinks and ducks, let them sit this game out. We don't need any unnecessary injuries at this point of the season, especially with so much to play for. This team has an opportunity to finish the season 11-1, and one, and that one loss is going to be a team that is either in the college football playoff we're also playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. And to be honest, if Cincinnati loses, I'm going to say this right now on the show. If Cincinnati loses and we don't get into the college football playoff, I want Cincinnati in a bowl game. I don't care what college football has to say. Oh, they played this year. Or, oh, you know, they're close geographically. I want that rematch. Like, I want the air that I need to breathe right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that game – at this point in the season, really, it makes my stomach turn because we've gotten better every week since that point of the season. If we would have played Cincinnati two or three weeks later, maybe even right now, we definitely would have at least only lost by a couple points if we lost at all. So it's tough. It's the way the cookie crumbles in college football. One loss could be a dagger for your season. And uh, unfortunately for us, it was, it was but it, isn't over yet still a chance uh from what i saw it says that we have a 60 anywhere from a 55 to 60 percent chance now i know that's over half and that's great but those are just what the numbers on the computer say and as we saw throughout the entire bcs era numbers on a computer don't mean shit so we need some help we'll obviously be keeping all the fans posted from the twitter on what's going on in the other games, and we'll try and touch on what happens. It will, we will touch on what happens in the other games in the next episode, obviously, because you're not doing it live. But offensively, I want to see a no-sack performance. So I am looking to the offensive line to have one of the best games of the season. No sacks given up, over 350 yards of total offense. Screw it, over 400. Over 400 yards – zero sacks, less than three TFLs all game. How about that? Normally we're coming live to you with the skill position, a skill player, and 
this week we are sticking to our guns. We're going to go on the offensive line. We're going with the lunch pail guys. And like I said, zero sacks, over 400 yards, and under three tackles for loss. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, they do have some decent receivers. Kyrick McGowan is a good receiver. He's a Northwestern transfer. Um, and their quarterback can use his legs to get yardage. I do think that that's going to be something that we're going to have to worry about a little bit throughout this game. But I think from my standpoint, to combat that, Drew White as kind of like a QB spy, uh, send Drew White on, on blitzes, and expect a big game out of our linebacker if he's able to suit up because he wasn't able to suit up this last weekend. So we'll see if Drew is able to get out there this Saturday. And if he is, I'm looking for him to have a big game anywhere from eight to 10 tackles. Special teams. I want to see a Chris Tyree touchdown this week. No excuses, no BS, no, none of that. I want to see Chris Tyree take it to the house. I think he can do it against this team. We'll see if he's able to get it done out there on Saturday. But for my score prediction, I think Georgia Tech can score. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, a, a no-touchdown game. I think they'll get maybe, like, 14, 17 points. So, for my score prediction, I'm going to go Notre Dame 35, Georgia Tech 13. So, a touchdown and two field goals. One touchdown in three weeks, I, th I think we'll be all right, guys. But I don't see Georgia Tech getting any higher than 21 total points. For this game, from a gambling perspective, I would either, because I haven't looked at any of the extra stuff, but I would either find a way to, uh, to tease the over with the Notre Dame spread or just take the Notre Dame spread straight up. It's only going to be 17 points, uh, which seems like a lot. And I know I always talk about not taking these huge spreads, but I think 17 points is very doable. Um, or if you tease the over, which I got to check and see what the over under is for this week. It's going to be set at, oh, no, don't do that. Do not tease the over. 51 and a half or 52 and a half is what you would still need. And with my score prediction, 35 to 13, I'm not a math guy. That does not equal 51. Take Notre Dame minus 17. The very worst, you just don't cover. We're going to win this game. It's just a question about how many, like I said, that's what I'll be rocking with on Saturday, unless there's some crazy line movement, but I do like 17. And if it gets down to 16 and a half, I like it a hell of a lot more because I hate pushing, but that's, that's going to do it for us for this week. Um, notice that we have some new listeners here. We're getting a little bit more traffic, and we really do appreciate uh, everyone for tuning in with us as this is our third season doing the show. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Notre Dame is firing on all cylinders right now, and the Internet is freaking out about the fact that we still have a chance. So let's give the people what they want. Let's find a way to sneak into the college football playoff, and in order to do that, Starts with a win this weekend against Georgia Tech. Finishes with a win the following week against Stanford. Like I said earlier in the episode, let's hope for some chaos. Let's hope for an Ohio State loss. Let's hope for a Cincinnati loss. Let's hope for an Alabama loss. I want all of it. But again, we really do appreciate 
everyone for listening to this episode of Irish on Tap, presented to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at v.300, and you can follow our main account at OnTapIrish. We'll be back with you guys next week to break down what, what occurs in this Georgia Tech game and what, what will be ahead with the matchup against Stanford. So, like I said, we really do appreciate you all for listening, and go Irish. Thank you.